Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. With your host, Brandon Okuma. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Let's Go, Brandon Okuma podcast. I want to thank you again for listening. We have a lot to get to today, so we're going to roll right into it. So it is January. Recently, Martin Luther King Jr. Day passed. That man was a staple of America. What he did with the civil rights movement was absolutely incredible. His message behind it was absolutely incredible. The man was for peace, love, positivity, equality, treating people the same. And my personal favorite actually is judging someone based off the extent of their character and not the color of their skin, which we have gotten out of touch with in today's day and age. In today's day and age, we have done a complete 180. And uh, I think if Martin Luther King Jr. was here to see that, he would be extremely disappointed. He might just be rolling over in his grave right now. I mean, look at the BLM riots that we had. Democrats want to call them mostly peaceful protests, but that's totally downplaying. There was billions of dollars worth of damage. People lost their businesses because of it. People boarded up their businesses because they were afraid of the looting that was being done. Buildings were set on fire. Vehicles were set on fire. Officers were hurt. People died. People were injured. And that's a mostly peaceful protest? Are you freaking crazy? That's like releasing a rabid dog who bites everybody and saying he's mostly peaceful when everybody's afraid of it and to like, dude, get your dog away from me. But that's the problem. There's a group of people in this country who think that it's okay to condone this type of behavior, who make excuses for this behavior, <coughs> Democrats, and even pay the bail for people who are getting arrested for destroying property looting stores. They're paying their bail for them to get out of jail to go do the same thing over again. How can you be part of that? How can you make excuses for that? I think we're getting away from something that we like to call morals. The BLM protests were over George Floyd. People are idolizing George Floyd. They put up murals of George Floyd because they were given the idea that he was killed by cops. When in reality, the man had probably enough drugs in his system to kill a horse. If you check out his autopsy report, um, he had methamphetamine, fentanyl, and norfentanyl on board. One of the doctors who was given his blood analysis, Dr. Andrew Baker, stated that if Mr. Floyd had been found dead in his home or anywhere else, and there was no other contributing factors, he would conclude that it was an overdose death. The autopsy also revealed that no physical evidence suggesting that Mr. Floyd died of asphyxiation. Mr. Floyd did not exhibit signs of damage to his airways or thyroid, brain bleeding, bone injuries, or internal bruising. Mr. Floyd had pre-existing health conditions including a heavy heart and some coronary artery diseases, including at least one artery that was approximately three-quarters of the way blocked. So in other words, you have a man who has pre-existing heart conditions, who's taking drugs that I'm assuming aren't very good for his heart in the first place, who dies, and is presented that the cops killed him, so people start rioting and looting in the streets, thinking that's okay, that's justice, and that's what Democrats said it was, making excuses for them to do that. You went from idolizing a man like Martin Luther King Jr., who was peaceful, who stood for something, to idolizing somebody with a criminal rap sheet, who's a known drug user, and you can hear from your current president as well, crazy old Joe Biden, who said that um, George Floyd's death had a bigger impact than Martin Luther King's, which is absolutely idiotic. Even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact 
that George Floyd's death did. I think the handlers of the senile old man need to capture him and get him back into his group home where he can keep his thoughts to himself. Um, because quite frankly, his thoughts are getting him nowhere and they are getting this country nowhere as well. Now, before I move on, I want to show you guys a video. It's the first video that I really saw that got me interested in politics, got me paying attention to what was going on in the United States, paying attention to the news. This video is Ben Shapiro, and he takes on pretty much two BLM activists. And what he says to them leaves them speechless. They had no idea what to say to them. They didn't know how to react. And when you hear this, you'll understand why. So take a listen. I'm offended by the language of uprising applied to people who are breaking into other black people's stores and looting them. Uh, this is not. This is a lack of values. And people who people who are destroying private property, destroying cop cars, in an uprising against what exactly? Against the black police chief, against a mostly minority police force, against the black mayor, against the black president, against the black attorney general, against the entirely uh, against a, a city council that that is nine of fifteen are black and all fifteen are elected Democrats. Uh, what is the uprising against? What is it seeking to achieve? I still don't see what exactly the the, the riots are seeking to achieve. Bottom line is, uh, this is all. It, it all could be boiled down to just act like a mensch. Act like a human being. Honestly, it's not, a useful, it's not useful to riot. It's not useful to break things. It's not useful to throw rocks at people. And the idea that we're supposed to sort of correlate let's, your let's level of outrage. Idea. I'm going to stick to the 30 seconds on yeah, this. Yeah, the, the, the last okay. sentence. Yeah. The, the idea that we're supposed to correlate your level of outrage with a certain level of justification. In other words, the more outraged you are and the more angry you are, the more justified you must be is absolute nonsense. How can you argue that racism is not a driving factor in income inequality? Because it has nothing to do with race and everything to do with culture. And when you have a culture that doesn't... And when... And when it, you know what? Explain to me. You explain to me why black kids aren't graduating high school. Explain that one to me. Explain to me why black kids are shooting each other in rates significantly higher than whites are shooting each other. Explain to me why 13% of the population is responsible for 50% of the murder. Explain to me why the, why the number of blacks, black kids in prison, not for innocent reasons, not for walking down the street and getting pulled into a prison, is so high. Explain, if it has nothing to do with culture, explain to me why the single motherhood rate in the black community jumped from 20% to 70% in the same course of time that the civil rights movement has made such tremendous strides. Is America more racist now than it was in 1960? And if it is, please explain to me how that happened. I hope those BLM activists were uh, ready for a lesson because they just got schooled. So like I said, they had no idea what to say to him. The crowd went silent after you heard them laughing at Ben uh, when he was talking. But that's the thing about today's day and age in the U.S. I think things are so good in the United States that we have all these drama llamas who have to create a problem, who if you question what they're saying, they call you a racist, a bigot, or a homophobe. So people are starting to fear speaking out against them. My recommendation to you after that video is who cares what liberals call you? Because you know it's not true. My recommendation to you is to be undeniable. Do your research, look up statistics, because at the end of the day, the person who looks like the idiot, and it's mainly liberals because everything they say is based off of feelings and not actual facts to back anything up. At the end of the day, if you're the one telling the truth and stating facts, people are probably going to trust what you're going to say more than what they're going to say. And speaking of telling the truth, do you guys remember when Joe Biden uh, tweeted that if he was elected president, then he would shut down the coronavirus? I tell you what, I'm really looking forward to that day, and um, you know what? I'm only thinking that it's going to take maybe two more weeks to slow the spread, and then we'll all be good, and he'll have it under control. Speaking of our great president, our great commander-in-chief, let's go over his approval ratings 
for this first year in office. I'm just going to give it to you straight. He has crapped the bed, unfortunately. Uh, his approval rating back in March of 2021 was pretty decent. It was at 59%. Um, and ever since he's gotten his hands on our country, he has declined all the way down to the low 40s. So he's had about a 16-point drop since March in approval rating and a 52% disapproval rating. So uh, good job, Joe Biden. You're doing a great job, I guess. That must be what happens when you artificially cause inflation, not allowing people to go back to work because they won't get vaccinated and you shut down businesses and prices go up so people can't hardly pay for groceries or gas or really anything anymore. You give up Afghanistan to a terrorist group and leave U.S. citizens behind. You keep the border open so there's millions of encounters. There's hundreds of thousands of people getting into the country and you don't test them for COVID because that'd be racist. But we're going to let them in anyways and lock down our citizens because that's a cool thing. Now, let me explain Joe Biden's approval ratings in a fun and creative way. Imagine Joe Biden's given a Picasso painting. Now, stop right there. Imagine you are going to breakfast with your kids. At the beginning of breakfast, the server brings over paper and some crayons for the kid. And, you know, it's got a picture and the kid just goes to town on that thing, drawn all over it, not within the lines. And it looks terrible, but you're the parent. You got to tell them, honey, that looks great. The kid is Joe Biden. The paper is the Picasso painting, and the Picasso painting is our country. Now, for the parent, the media is the parent. They're going to tell this kid, that picture looks so good, even though it looks like crap. It looks so good, you should keep doing that. What I'm getting at is that Joe Biden was served up this country on a silver platter, a.k.a. the Picasso painting. And in record time, one year so far, he has managed to destroy it. I can't think of anything good he's done. I can't think of anything good Kamala Harris has done. And if she wants to join the party... Her ratings are also way down. Um, I think she's still vacationing and um, just enjoying her time until Joe Biden's pulse goes flat and she'll roll right into that presidential spot and then go back on vacation. To go over Kamala Harris's approval rating, this is according to the New York Post, the vice president, a former California senator, enjoys only a 39% favorability rating among registered voters. This is according to a poll released by the LA Times. Her disapproval rating stands at a whopping 53%. I'm not sure about you, but this all makes sense because they're absolutely terrible. I encourage one person to send me one thing that these two have done well. Their approval ratings explain it all. They're going down. There's no way they're coming up. And I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of their time in office, if they make it that far, their approval ratings will be in the teens. And that's based off their handling of everything that's been thrown their way. And you know what? I'm going to try to give them the benefit of the doubt because a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I want to jump over to everybody's favorite topic now, COVID, which has been our favorite topic over the last two years now. And this has to do with a study done by the CDC, which I wouldn't be surprised you haven't heard of because it is based off of natural immunity compared to the COVID vaccine. The study was done for previous COVID-19 diag. The study was done between California and New York from May to November of 2021. The basis of the study was to compare natural immunity against people who had not gotten COVID but got the vaccine and also people who had COVID and also had the vaccine. So this is straight from the CDC. On October 3rd, compared with COVID-19 case rates among unvaccinated persons without a previous 19 diagnosis, case rates among vaccinated persons without a previous COVID-19 diagnosis were 6.2-fold from California and 4.5-fold from New York lower than those who were unvaccinated. Case rates were substantially lower among both groups who had previously had COVID-19 diagnosis, including 29-folds from California and 14.7-fold lower New York among unvaccinated people who had a previous diagnosis, and 32.5 from California and 19.8-fold lower from New York 
among vaccinated persons with a previous diagnosis of COVID-19. These results show that surviving a previous infection protects against a reinfection and related hospitalizations from the CDC. Since reading from the CDC site is so dry and hard to explain, I'm going to try to explain this a lot simpler for you guys because obviously English for them is hard. So the study is based off of people who are unvaccinated and who have also not gotten COVID yet. It's showing that people who are vaccinated but have not gotten COVID either have a smaller chance of being hospitalized and contracting the coronavirus than the people who are unvaccinated. The interesting part is that the people who are unvaccinated but have gotten COVID, that natural immunity, have an even lower chance of being hospitalized and a lower chance of contracting COVID than the people who are vaccinated who have never gotten COVID. And that's the part that uh, people don't want to say out loud. Now, there's also the fact that it shows people who are vaccinated but have also gotten COVID have an even lower chance of being hospitalized and contracting it than everybody else. So according to this study, having that natural immunity helps out a lot. The natural immunity is more effective than having just the COVID vaccine. Haters will say it's fake, but it's coming straight from the CDC. A lot of people think I'm an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not. If you want to go get the vaccine, go for it. I don't care. Like... It helps out older people. I don't need it. I'm young. I'm healthy. I've already had COVID. And according to this study, I got better chances of not being hospitalized and contracting it than people who have the vaccine but have never gotten COVID. So how does that make sense? Why are we trying to force people to still go get the vaccine when we don't really don't need to? If they've already had COVID, if they have the antibodies, they're doing just fine. We need to trust the science. We have a new variant, Omicron. You can contract it a lot easier, but it's a lot less lethal. And if you won't take it from me, then you can take it from the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. She said that Omicron has a 53% less risk of symptomatic hospitalization, a 74% less risk of ICU admission, and a 91% less risk of death compared to the Delta variant. So based off that and the other data that I showed you about natural immunity, let people out. Let people go interact with each other without masks. Let people contract Omicron. And I'm going to get this a lot. Brandon, people are going to die from it. There's a million ways to die from something else. And if this is going to help protect you when it's a lot less lethal than Delta was, let people go get that. If there's going to be a, a worse variant, why don't we let people get the immunity from this one to protect them against the next one? This is it. This is the key. Omicron's the key to opening everything back up, to protecting people better to allow people to quit living in fear and allow the government to control what they're doing. The sooner we realize that, the better off we'll be. And until people can get that in their head, until people start looking at facts, I don't know how much longer this is going to take. And with that, I'm going to end it right there, folks. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time, and let's go, Brandon. Yeah, they're chanting. Let's go, let's Brandon. Go Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. If you're trying to reach me, have questions, concerns, even hate mail, please send them to my email, lgbo at lgbopodcast.com.